Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Chaos and Shadow podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Pagan. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing very well as well. Thank you for asking. So the last two weeks of the show, for those that are just tuning in, catching up, we uh, talked about UFOs the last two weeks. We're going through the United States. We're going state by state. We talked about Maine, and that was kind of a scattershot episode. We covered cryptids, ghosts, and uh, you know all the above all in one episode. As we got into New Hampshire, it started to explode. Famous cases. We bet Betty and Barney Hill. We did the Exeter case. And now, Pagan, we are veering into the supernatural. Who do we have to talk about this week? We have Eunice Goody Cole, um, or the Wicked Witch Goody Cole from New Hampshire, whichever you want to call her. And we also have the very infamous General Jonathan Moulton to talk about. Mm-hmm. And his fun deals with the devil. Yeah, neither of which I've heard anything about before. But this is, this is very interesting. Uh, before we dive into our, our supernatural stuff, I, I guess we'll do a brief uh, recap for the week, which is to say over on Patreon, holy crap, we have been going wild. We actually posted our first bonus episode this past uh, Wednesday. I guess it was just yesterday. We did the uh parsonsfield seminary that was very very cool uh you and i mm-hmm. talked for probably what 15 20 minutes maybe a little longer on that I, was it i think it was like 15 to 30 minutes somewhere in that range somewhere in that so if you guys want to catch up that is a story from maine that we didn't get to cover in the primary episode so if you guys want dive into that pagan you did a tarot tuesday if you want to tell them about that briefly i did do a tarot tuesday and it was a really fun read mm-hmm. um so if you guys have not actually gone gotten to check it out I did it with what I call my death deck, and it's just a very dark and creepy deck. That's why it's called the death deck, and it's got gray and black and white and red themes throughout it, and lots of ravens, super beautiful artwork, uh, but should definitely check it out. It's a positive read. It's a good read, and it is Tarot Tuesday. It is free on Patreon, and I did a little mini one on Instagram as well that day. So. Well, there you go. Instagram, you should check that out as well. Yeah, good call out. So what's that? Instagram.com forward slash chaos and shadow podcast, I think. I believe so. Yes. Sounds right. Oh, I have it here. Actually, I'm allowed to click this link. There we go. Okay. And the Twitter is chaos and shadow. So there you go again. Um, Again, we talked about the website briefly last week. You guys have probably seen your podcast feeds and such that our logo has updated. We now are working with George, the uh, tentacled Freemasony looking Masonic dude. (laughs) Cthulhu-esque, very, very fun character. He's up on the website. We got the submission form up there if you guys want to share your own ghost stories as well as blog stuff is making its way over there as well. So chaosandshadow.com. Anything else you want to include, Peggy, before we dive right into this cool story? You know, I don't think so. I think we're actually probably good, and I'm excited to tell you guys all about this spooky stuff. Yes. Um, I guess the last thing I would say is five-star reviews. Do those, gang. We're throwing up on the website, so thank you very, very much for those. That is uh, something I want to say. Huge thank you to everyone that has been sharing their love with us, so thank you again. And do you want to start off with this week? Because this is kind of up your alley, or do you want me to start? Yeah, I can can totally start us off. Do it. Uh, so to start us off, uh, I will say that these are two of the big cases, but not the only big cases in New Hampshire. Unfortunately, New Hampshire is one of those states that it's got so many paranormal cases. We will not be able to touch on all of them ever. (laughs) There's probably like 60 to 70 big cases. 
So we just kind of picked the super big ones and went with that. So we're going to start off with Eunice Goody Cole. Uh, she was born in 1600 in England, around 1600 in England. Goody Cole was an indentured servant uh, with her husband, William. And they were indentured to a wealthy merchant uh, named Matthew Craddock. And he was uh, a big guy in England, but they were eventually released and they ended up with two acres in Massachusetts. And they left Massachusetts because they were religiously persecuted. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, And they moved to, interestingly enough, Exeter, New Hampshire. Ah, call back to last week, huh? Exactly. All these cases end up back in Exeter for some random crazy reason. Uh, they then for to they followed their minister uh, for their they followed their minister from there, uh, also facing religious persecution because they were Protestants. They were not Puritans. Ooh. So. You know, the the Protestants versus the Puritans, they were a lot more laid back. They didn't think that they needed to follow the Ten Commandments to the letter of the law like the Puritans did. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were persecuted. Makes total sense. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Puritans were getting into kind of... I, well, actually, I, we didn't really. I didn't look at this myself, so I apologize. But I, I, what, I wonder if we're close to Salem witch times in this. When did that trial kick off? Is some uh, I might look that up on the it side. Was around, it was. I want to say the 1700s. Maybe it was late 1600s. It is maybe. 1693. So you were basically right on the nose there. So 1693. We are talking pretty much right in that window then, huh? Because we should said mm-hmm. she was built, uh, born in about 1600. So definitely. Yes starting to feel that thing. And, and yeah, with the Puritans kind of moving in and, and pushing them around and they're very, very strict in their code. So witchcraft and Puritans do not get along well. No, they really don't. And that those Puritans, um, it, I was watching horrible histories with my daughter and the Puritans apparently do not like fun at all. <laughs> so they were terrible, horrible people, in my opinion. They didn't like anything interesting other than, apparently, fire and brimstone and Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that being said, they ended up moving to a 40-acre swath of land in Hampton, New Hampshire. And mm. soon the locals began to gossip. These, uh, This couple was childish, uh, childless, and they possibly may have had children when they were in England because they actually were in their 50s when they came to America. So they may have just actually been too old to have children if they didn't already have them. But according to the Puritans, not having children is a big no-no. You That's the only thing that you know, you're allowed to do in the bedroom is make babies and you can't do it otherwise. That's right. Very pure pro- so, uh, procreation based, huh? <laughs> procreation based indeed. Eunice ends up getting accused of slanderous speech by her neighbors. And in 1649, the mass Puritans take to the courts in the region and it becomes a fine line between slander and witchcraft. So if you talk bad about your neighbors, apparently you're a witch. Who knew? 
Gosh, I mean, that's kind of the that, that's the risk, right? That is kind of the the T, the TLDR, the synopsis of the, the Salem witch trials in a way is like this is just a bunch of people that want to take each other's property and land. So they're willing to like accuse their neighbor of doing who knows what just a wild it's kind of going on these days, too. So it's not like we're better than them. We're just displaced, I guess, timeline wise. I guess. I mean, Puritans, they were they were sticks in the mud. They just really were. So from that point, you know, the, the neighbors are gossiping and they're they're not liking the, their new neighbors of the Coles and the Coles are just bad folks, apparently. Hmm. So at that point, Goody Cole was accused formally of witchcraft three times in her lifetime. Ooh. The first time was in 1656 in Boston when several townspeople testified against her. And they couldn't get the first... Um, conviction of witchcraft to actually stick to her. But they did have her whipped and thrown in jail for life. She was eventually released um, in 1662, just before her husband passed away. Uh, three times beaten and jailed for, I'm sorry, whipped and be, uh, thrown in jail? That's just, oh, yikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Puritan's not a fun group of people. If uh, if you're not in the in crowd, you're whipped and thrown in a jail cell or worse. So exciting. And they, you know, Puritan jails were not nice either. You know, these were usually just outside cells that um, had dirt floors. Uh, town drunks could come by and they could actually pee on you and all sorts of stuff. It was just it was not a good time. It was a lot of people actually in Puritan jails ended up dying of exposure, especially during the witch trials. And it was just, it was awful. Uh, unfortunately, that was not her only time in prison. She returned to prison uh, for some time, but sometime between 1668 uh, and 1671 for more witchcraft claims. Puritans really hated her. Yeah. But from everything Jeez. I read, apparently she was a crotchety old woman. So not, not saying me. that she gets to thrown in jail, but she was not a very nice person. Makes me kind of wonder because um, I, I feel like hearing with some of the, the Salem witch stuff uh, and just I guess just witch persecution in general. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're cranky, crotchety, whatever, like you became prime time, you know, they would just go after you headlong, probably especially because like definitely a big masculinity thing, like exerting this power. And so for any of these women that would stand up to magistrates or police and basically tell them to F off, they really didn't seem to like that. So, yeah, gruesome. Um, She was eventually acquitted on all grounds just because they couldn't actually prove their suspicion which kind of sucked um i mean it was good for her but it was also sucky for her because of the fact that you know she continued to get basically persecuted by these people and she then was accused again in 1673 and once again in 1680 oh they just hated her guts they really did she did die in 1680. She was hastily buried in an unmarked grave in Hampton. Whereabouts are still to this day unknown where the grave actually is. They have suspicions, but they really do not know. This is the most life. terrible part of all chat. They put a stake in her body, driving her into her casket to exercise the baleful influence that was supposedly possessing her and hung a horseshoe on the stake just to be on the safe side. 
They stake the poor woman in her grave. No wonder she haunts the town. Not very I Puritan. Town. Yeah, not not a very Puritan. <laughs> I saw someone call that out too. It's not a very puritanical Christian act to stake someone through the heart. So also a lot of kind of questions. Again, it's that idea of like you're kind of picking, choosing, doing whatever you want to you know push your religious dogma on people. Uh, you know, taking in and out ritual aspects as it. Uh, as it worked to them to belittle and manipulate others might be like an appropriate way to say that. The interesting thing is a lot of the witch hunters from Salem and I, I, they may have come over from England for this, but it didn't, none of the lore really said if witch hunters were actually involved in this. And if they were, these witch hunters didn't just travel England. They traveled all around the world, learning about witchcraft and what it could do in different cultures. So it's very possible that one came over who possibly visited um, the small towns of like Romania where that custom is actually very prominent. Even to this day, they still do that. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. Stark also in chat calls out a reminder, you guys, we're, we're actually streaming the show live on, on Twitch on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Stark in chat says Puritans are so crazy. They're thrown out of England. I think about that quite often, actually. True. It's true. Yeah. The Puritans were so hated by the English to the point that they were like, you know what? We have a great new place that you guys can go get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tem says they did to her in death what they couldn't do in life. Oh. I mean, to be fair, they probably did. And uh, I, I feel bad for Goody Cole. Same. But definitely sounds like someone done wrong. This is not the only case that happened in Hampton. Hampton was quite the spirit-haunted town. Ghosts and witches, and even the evil one himself being the devil, terrified its inhabitants. Uh, one could not lay in his bed at night with peaceful certainty without thinking that a specter would stalk his room and trouble his slumbers. She was accused of many things through the power of witchcraft, including two young men who drowned in the Hampton River. Their boat was believed to be overturned by her agency of witchcraft. Oh. Young children in the village also wanting to take a fearful peep at her would peep through her uh, window and the evil one shaped as a little black dwarf and a red cap sat on her at her table and she frequently cuffed his ears to keep him in order. To me, this sounds a lot like red caps. Red caps are actually fey. They are a malevolent, murderous little goblin. They are evil as can be. Do not trifle with red caps. They're awful. They're Ooh. awful little things. Very so, interesting. Uh, if you guys want to know more about red caps, we might talk about we um, might do like a uh, bonus episode or something on that later on. Or if we find a good red cap case, we'll talk about it in the future. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the murderous little goblin, I, I think probably was a red cap. If she actually was into witchcraft, as they say she was, it's not unheard of to have witches who like to hex actually use red caps for hexing and their evil doings and basically trap them and sick them on people. I've actually known this to happen in modern day as a witch myself. And yeah, it, they're, they're nasty little boogers. So Yikes. scary. 
Very scary. Well, I, I'd love to do more. I'd love to talk about them more in the future. Maybe we should try and work them into a cryptid episode or something like that, too, because I want to make sure people know what we're talking about. I've never heard of these guys before, so I feel like I'm sorry I'm missing out a little bit on goodies, uh, how severe they might be. <laughs> they are very severe and uh they're probably one of the darkest types of fae out there which we will do a whole episode on these guys uh because they they kind of deserve an episode all on their own to be fair because there's so much information about them they're they're just not don't trifle with them that's all i'm gonna tell you is just don't trifle with them they they tend to turn on those who trifle with them Uh or try to use them as well Poor Goody Cole. It sounds like she lived a life very uh, brutalized and, 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 and I don't know, manipulated, having the state work against her. Whether It honestly doesn't even, to me, sound like she was a witch from the actual readings that I've seen. Uh, this is my opinion, right? Like, just from, from, from what I got out of it, this is very likely a woman who wasn't a witch or into witchcraft at all, so much as she was just, like we kind of said earlier, flipping the bird to the neighbors or, you know, telling them off and was getting <laughs> accused of it. Because, and the reason I say it is it sounds like mostly, uh, again, those false accusations. And it sounds like from listening to some of the townspeople, there's some interviews. I caught one on you know, on YouTube where they talked about her story. And and it just very much sounds like a folklore sort of deal that, you know, she not popular woman, you know, very disliked for whatever reason for being crotchety and mean. And then, you know, therefore she gets the witch label. Then the story builds from there. So whether or not she actually did witchcraft, she sounds like she was definitely wronged in life. But um, no, what, what is your stance on that, Pagan? Do you my, think this might have been a real practitioner? I don't think she actually was. I think that she was falsely accused. I think that she... Do I think that she probably haunts the town? Most definitely. Yeah. Like I said, if you would have staked me and you know buried me in some unmarked grave and all that fun stuff, I most definitely would come back and haunt every single person in that town for the next you know 600 years and all their ancestors. Honestly, I think that she deserves to scare the living shit out of all of them. They deserve it. Fair enough. Bad that good. seems right. I'm with you there. Get, get, go Bad on it, Goody. Get get out there and, and, and haunt away, I say. Get, get your justice. Although, I mean, I don't know. Now it sounds like you might be a little bit of a, a tourist attraction. One thing you and I picked up on, too, this town's really embraced her story. Because when I was doing my searching... I was like, I want to catch some videos on Goody Cole on YouTube. But what, what came up was mm-hmm. like some guy doing a vlog at Goody Cole Gym. I was like, oh, this is this has become kind of their town's shtick, if you will. And I like it. Embrace it. it. Yes. They they have a big um, museum attraction towards her. There's a barbecue house, apparently. Yeah. There's a gym. I mean, all sorts of stuff dedicated to Goody Cole. But to be fair... You know, I think that Goody Cole kind of deserves to be remembered after all the shit that she went through. So they did a nice to her, right? Didn't they? I I caught something about that where they had like found her grave and kind of did you did you see that in the notes? Not sure where I um, I did. I did see a thing that they think they found her grave. Yeah, we're not 100 percent sure. They think they know where it's at. They think they have put like a little marker there. Um, but they're not 100% sure that it's actually her. They, oh, I remember it now. I don't even know where I have it in my notes. They took 
dirt from the approximate location of her grave, they, I think, took one other element, plus they took the town, um, I think they took her, like, court order that was against her, burned that, Mm -hmm. mixed it with the soil, placed it in an urn as this, like, thing that was, like, we reinstate you as our town, like, a full member of the town, which I thought was pretty nice that more modern folks would try and at least do right by her. Uh, I mean, they tried. They they did try. Well, I have a question, I guess, with with hauntings and 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 the idea of haunting a town for six hundred years. Not that I'm against a good haunting, but I guess maybe maybe one of my questions would be: What is the logic in trying to haunt people that are six hundred years removed from the people that did you wrong? Because I mean, again, I'm all about you being a ghost, but you're not going to guilt me for something my grandparents did six hundred years ago. I mean, I, I'm not them ghosty poos so i think it depends on how angry she is Mm -hmm. um it it could also be that kind of like a uh a bloodline hex Mm. in witchcraft where you hex the bloodline and basically for generations they're making up for it and having to pay penance towards this um so i think maybe it was something like that if she still haunts the town maybe she just maybe she was literally just that crotchety old lady that liked to just cause some mischief and maybe she still does. Maybe she gets a kick out of haunting people now. Maybe. So I don't know. You know, in the afterlife, she might be having a grand old time just doing that. Rock on, girl. Rock on. Evil in chat says, imagine what went on uh, when stuff wasn't being documented as much as it could have been. Past is full of people doing strange things. It defies logic. Must be kind. It uh, must be evil kind of thinking was rampant back then. I mean, yeah. When oh, people, yeah. people. We take, I guess, for granted how digitally connected we all are these days. I mean, we very much do. but And we we even now consider so much of our lives documented. But people have a lot of time to do weird things in, in, the, in the strange recesses. Kind of one of the things I even remember from... They talk about this in... Uh, Oh, what's what's the name of the book, Pagan? The Salem Witch Trial book. What's that one called, chat, that everyone reads... The Crucible. The Crucible. The crucible. They I'm even, like, what is it called? Yeah. I mean, it's been gosh, decades plus since I've had to look at that. Um, but in The Crucible, they, they talk about, you know, all these people going out in the fringes of town and just even frolicking out there in the woods being enough to get you accused. So mm-hmm. wild. I mean, it, it's just entirely wild. It really is. But going on to another wild person yes. from Hampton. Mm. All from Hampton, same town. We haven't even moved locations in New Hampshire chat. We move on to General Jonathan Moulton. Ooh. He was quite the character. He was a decorated veteran from King Philip's War. He was also a decorated veteran from the French and Indian War and the Revolutionary War. War was kind of his thing. He was tasked with defending the New Hampshire coastline during the Revolutionary War. He even was promoted to Brigadier General because of his merits during the revolution. He was also elected to State's Assembly for and served on the Committee of Safety. In his short time, he went from a frontier trader to one of the wealthiest men in New Hampshire. 
Wow. He sounds kind of like a pompous dick. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of colonial folks were back in the day a bunch of pompous dicks. I mean, it was kind of the kind of their vibe, if you will. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of pageantry and, you know, fluffiness and reminding remembering that a lot of these positions were bought, you know, a lot of military positions at the time could be bought, sold. So it was its own real like thing. It was a culture, a class status sort of thing as well. So being a being a pompous jerk and being a military commander in the French and Indian War definitely checks a box. Yes, I would definitely say so. But apparently the wars were not what made him rich. He actually sold his soul to the devil in exchange for two boots full of gold. Now, if y'all are thinking that perhaps two boots full of gold is not very much money, you just sit tight. Apparently, he cut floors, holes in the floor and holes in the bottoms of his boots so no matter how much gold the devil would pour the boots would not fill up he allegedly had a basement full of gold and he got to keep his soul because the devil couldn't fill up his boots the devil also apparently burned molten's house down in retaliation and his family barely escaped alive don't piss off the devil is what i'm hearing chad i like it though that's a cute story of uh, uh, uh outsmarting him so what Tell him to fill your boots, cut holes in the floor underneath of it. Devil inserts coins, basement fills up, and the devil loses the bet. That's a that's a smart that's a smart yeah. thinker right there. It is a smart thinker. But the devil does get his due. So before we tell you how the devil got his due, not just with burning his house down, he actually got his due later on as well. During the revolution, Molten's wife Abigail, bless her soul passed away from small fo- smallpox and within a year he remarried a prettier younger woman named Sarah again we go back to the pompous yeah and he apparently was so pompous and so awful that he took Abigail's wedding ring and gave it to his new bride kind of crap is that y'all I'm not happy about that huh <laughs> Uh, also on their wedding night, allegedly, uh, Abigail appeared to Sarah from beyond the grave and stole the ring back off of her finger from their marriage bed before slipping into the darkness underneath the bed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I'm digging this guy's, uh, what I want to say. He's like a comedy of errors or something like that. It sounds <laughs> really like is. he's just like, okay. So I've already got all these accolades. I've probably probably was bought this military commission by like rich dad or something like that. That tends to be the case back then. And so he's going through. He's making all his war accolades. He's uh, fighting in all these battles. Then he's South Smart and the devil. Then he's marrying younger ladies. I I almost want to say girls because back then they were definitely very definitely girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It wasn't until like the 1800s that like the age went up from like 14, 15 to like 17 18 but the normal um aging you know time for a girl to get married was like 15 to like 14 to 16 which i couldn't imagine being married at 14 to 16 especially to I this even figure out who i was as a person let alone get married especially with this person involved like i i actually don't know how old he was when he he, he got remarried but um yeah i, I just I'm, I'm guessing he was probably up there in age we see a death he date here. When his, he, I oh, want to say he was like 60s, 50s, somewhere in that range. 
Not unheard of. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that was kind of the way. So, oh, geez. Sarah, please get out of there. Poor Sarah. But Moulton died in 1787 at the age of 71. So he didn't live very long. But interesting. Well, 71 his, sounds long for that time period. Yeah, it probably was. I don't know what the considering all of his wars and everything mm-hmm. else, he actually, you know, lived a really long life. So, you know, good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd say, too. I mean, good, good for him, question mark. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like you just call, called out, I think with all the battles that he's, uh, you know, fighting uh being in king george's war french and indian and revolutionary that's that's a lot of bullets and stuff flying his way so uh, i don't know i got someone looking out for him i guess (laughs) maybe it was the devil the devil's like all right i'll let you live your life but i'm gonna come back for you so the devil did come back for him chat apparently one of his pallbearers who was a good friend of molten's Decided that on his funeral, he was going to take a pink in the casket to say goodbye to his friend one last time. But his friend was not in the casket. Instead of his body, there was a bag of coins with the devil's face stamped on Wow. Ooh, that's pretty cool. That's not the first time I've heard about coins with the devil's face stamped in them. I like that. Least. Yes. So the devil got his due. He he came back and, you know, it's interesting because they actually do not. He's another one that they don't actually know where he's bar- where the actual grave is. Oh. It's unmarked. So, it, it, uh, no, apparently nobody took the coins because uh, after knowing that he apparently tricked the devil. This was a very prominent story. This didn't just come after the fact. Everybody knew about this story while he was alive. He was just, he liked to flaunt his wealth. He liked to flaunt his wife. He liked to flaunt it all. And so it was one of those things that I think that they all knew that, I think the devil probably knew, or maybe he convinced his friend to look in that casket so he could tell everyone, I got my due. Hmm. I got my soul. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me at all for for that to be the case. Um, also, just calling out, because I, I was Googling. I think we may have had a typo. I think I just said he was 71 years old when he dies. It looks like he was 61. So I apologize. I called out the oh, wrong okay. date I, there. I, just, I, I was just I'll looking. I, I, I just I decided to whip check. open his um, Wikipedia page here on the side, because I, I realized I personally never went there in my research. I was listening to like the stories about him. But kind of interesting. I. I do see he has a memorial at the Pine Grove Cemetery. So I guess if you want to pay some sort of dishonor to this, no, be nice, be respectful to graves. But also, (laughs) this guy maybe doesn't deserve to be so nice. And he's probably not going to haunt you because I'm assuming he's being tortured for all eternity. So his soul's probably very busy. He sounds like he was really pissing on the devil. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's interesting that, you know, you got witches that are apparently making pacts with the devil. You have the devil who's taking souls. Why is the devil visiting an itty-bitty little town of Hampton, New Hampshire? That's what I want to know. What is so interesting about Hampton that the devil's like, you know what? I think I'm going to move in and become your neighbor and collect souls. Yeah, and it is, it is a, it's an interesting thing that permeates the area. And I guess I'll take a neutral stance towards it when I say uh, it's, it's very interesting. You're coming to the new world, which I, at the time, I can't even imagine how 
I, I don't have that pioneering spirit in me personally. Like, I'm not going to, you know, get out there and just start ta- like invading this new world, quote unquote. Um, that must be terrifying to go out there and, you know, you're the, the vast wilderness, the frontier is in front of you. There's natives there, of course, the Native Americans were here. But to them, you know, to the Americans, that was a much lesser group of people and they were dirty and they maybe helped, but we would take advantage of them and obviously fight them back. Uh, and native raids were common, too. So there's definitely a fear element involved when you're moving here. So, you know, I, 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 I'm I not sure how much of the, the devil stuff is just the Puritans because they wanted to see the devil everywhere because that was the best way to keep people in line. Devil this, devil that, devil this. And we still see that mentality today. And we still in America are heavily influenced by puritanical thinking. I mean, that's why we're so modest and, you know, prudish and stuff like that. So part of me wonders, you know, uh, are, are we seeing shadows just because we want to, because we're the Puritans and we're just, everything is a shadow. Or, or and it's not necessarily just an orc, it could be an Andor. Andor is the new land that the people are coming to. Are they, are they bringing these darker, uh, more malevolent ideas with them as they're getting persecuted out of England, bringing a lot of, you know, more satanic thinking to the new land? Or do they stumble across uh, something creepy here, too? You know, that's actually a very interesting thing. Um, but before I answer that, I'm yeah. going to also answer Mateo. Uh, What's their question? question? His question is, uh, is there a ley line ne- nexus nearby? There are actually, I believe that I discovered three that run through the state of New Hampshire. Um, interestingly enough, one runs through Exeter. Oh, that's fun. That's neat. So, there are ley lines that are near there. This place is not too far from Exeter as well. I, I would say maybe like an hour's drive, maybe an hour and a half. I don't know. Like um, ley lines are basically. How do I, I? I'm not going to tell you define them exactly. I'll define them next time for you guys because I don't want to get like the actual definition exactly wrong. Like I know what they are, but like I don't know the sure technical definition always rather so, save the technical for you guys we'll give you a rain check on we'll give you a rain check on it just uh ask us again next week we'll tell you i'll Ooh. look it up uh i think so, i think to accomplish today's it would be what like a geographical uh like kind of an energy current yeah that runs yeah. through uh, a certain part of the land to put it in an untechnical sense so people believe uh, and Mac Raven's asking the question what they are uh, in video games. You see ley lines a lot, too, in magical sort of thinking like that. So, uh, again, in, in, in games or as to be believed in real life, surges of activity happen on those lines. Yes, they do. So, uh, yeah, I think that possibly that they did bring over some of that spiritualism. Maybe they even brought over some of the darker energy because you have to think England is also a much older country compared to America. So maybe some of that energy just tagged along. So maybe they brought it over with them, kind of like they brought smallpox. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yes, and accurate. But yeah. Before we wrap up for today, I do have a couple of bonus cases that um, were sent to us that I really want to Ooh, touch yeah, on. Oh, yeah, touch on a bonus case or two. Let's so hear it. We, have some, I, we didn't dig deep in these. These were actually just submitted to us um, by a friend of ours. Uh, who is uh, Brian Weaver of GhostQuest.net. You guys uh, can look him up on Twitter. Dude. He's also got a great website, which is conveniently called GhostQuest.net. But he sent us a whole list of paranormal stuff from New Hampshire, and I just kind of picked a couple out. Yes. 
I love it. Uh, one of the places that I picked out was Bow Lake. And apparently at Bow Lake, strange lights and orbs are seen in the woods in and around Bow Lake in Stratford County, New Hampshire. Eerily, locals have also reported hearing disembodied screams and other strange, unexplainable noises. Oh. I don't know. This stuff's just so fun. I love getting into ghost stories and stuff, too. I, it's I, been too long. I've been so headlong into UFOs. I like this. The next place is the Isle of Shoals, which to me just sounds creepy on its own. Uh, it just sounds like something that is going to be like riddled with disembodied bodies from the waters or something. But this place has to be by far my favorite. And I'm probably going to dig in. I may even do a bonus article on Patreon for you guys on this place because it sounds so cool. Just off the coast of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, visitors have reported seeing apparitions and other unexplained phenomenon such as cold spots, voices, and footsteps. There is also a specter visage of a ghost ship called the Isidore that sank in 1843 that is reported to be sailing just off of the isles. Ooh, I want to see the ghost ship, y'all. I, I love a ghost it. ship ID. I don't I know. That's one of my favorites. As a kid, I love the idea of piracy and all that. And, uh, there's, there's still something very spooky to ghost ships, whether old or modern, but especially these uh, these old ones. What was this? 1843. So we got like a classic y kind of galleon y class ship going through there. Very cool. The, the sexy old timey ships that apparently sank. And I, I want to go see this ghost ship. So, you know, Kyle, we may have to eventually go to the Isle of Shoals and go look for a ghost ship. Make it happen, chat. Get us up there. Get us get us to, to uh, the, the New England area. We need to explore. There's so many cool things. I also, I guess I'll call out some background for people, too. We learned that Massachusetts, well, okay, so we got Maine, we, we talked about before, it was like the 42nd most uninhabited 42nd most populated, no, uninhabited state. I'm saying this wrong, but you guys know what I mean. It's very uninhabited. And then this is, uh, New Hampshire's 41. So again, not a very big populated area. And if you look at the map geographically, this is a teeny one. I mean, it's shoved right in there. So kind of crazy. Again, all this stuff is happening on top of itself um, for fairly obvious reasons in terms of like the amount of history that could be generated there. And as we go west... Um, some of the stories we're going to notice will probably get a little bit more modern because it just didn't have the depth of history. But I love how all this is happening right on top of itself. And uh, I would love to go there. There's just so many spots to explore. There are so many great spots. And, you know, next week we're going to be talking about the cryptids of the area. Mm. We also have a cryptid slash paranormal case that we knew we were not going to have time to dive deep into. And it's one of those cases that needs to be dived deep into, which we decided to save for next week because it also links to cryptids. So those ones. If you really want to know about it, you're going to have to come back next week and we'll tell you all about the goodness. Yeah, that is very true. That's going to be really exciting. Um, the cryptids, we, we're still not into like kind of the huge part of cryptids as you guys are going to pick up. I think we got a good episode for you next week. Uh, this, I think it's going to be when we start hitting Vermont, Massachusetts and stuff. Especially Vermont gets uh, some big cases there for the cryptids. So thanks for, for bearing with us, cryptid folks. So does PA. PA's got several cryptids, including New the York. Mothman. Uh, New York also has some good ones. Um, I think the Goatman is also from Pennsylvania. 
I want to say that's New York. Someone mentioned in chat earlier the Dog Man. Is that Maryland? No, the Dog Man is Maryland. Dog Man's uh, Maryland. Oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah. So reminder to everybody, please share your stories. Go to chaosandshadow.com. We would love, 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 love for you guys to use that submission or or any other way of getting in touch with us. Share your stories. And I think um, both Pagan and I would be open to it. The idea that if you guys want us to dive in deeper on some of these paranormal articles and stuff, we could definitely be guided uh, by your interest too. You know, if you guys heard something that we talked about and you want to know more, let us know because, you know, if if that topic's of interest to us, we'd happily dive deeper into it oh yeah totally we will plan extra episodes around something we will plan articles around it um mm-hmm. if you guys haven't checked out the patreon articles you totally should there's a couple of free ones a couple of paid ones but Good there's lots of them and there's, uh, and there's big content too you've been especially big and kicking butt on that so the Goatman legend is um actually from maryland uh, so Goatman and Dogman in maryland um, they taking all dog- our men? Maybe. Mary taking our men down there? Man. I don't know where Dogman is. I'll have to look up Me too. I, I am new to that one. That's a, I've heard it. I did write down Goatman for I'm glad. So. I'm glad. <laughs> I needed to ask that person in chat today and, uh, and get an idea on where Dogman is. But again, this just goes back. Everyone that's listening right now, thank you so much for, for tuning in. I hope you guys are enjoying these types of episodes. Our, our format, uh, again, we are, we are willing to dive deeper on things and, and spend more time. We are going to uh, continue our journey across the U.S., like we said. So next week's episode will be cryptids. But I think Pagan and I in the future um, would also be open to, like, maybe we should do some general themes as well. Like today I learned about more of the Fae that I didn't know about. So if you guys are interested in that, we could very easily do like, you know, let's say we do New Hampshire. We could then take a break or something and do Fae for an episode before moving on. So again, feel free to ask us and talk about what you're interested in. We may not even know about it. Um, Join the Discord as well. You guys should totally do that because... Joining that Discord, um, we have that Chaos and Shadow section of it. You just get that Chaos and Shadow role. You can submit your stories in the Paranormal News and Submissions. I believe mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. what's channel called. Yeah. And we will look into that. There's so many places. Like, literally, chat, there were so many places in New Hampshire that I looked at that I'm like, we would spend a year in New Hampshire just covering the supernatural. There's no way we're going to cover all of these. It's so true. Can. No, you're right on the money. You're right, right, right on the money. It is It is something, oh man, I want to dive deeper. We could spend forever and just like you said, these these New England states alone could just be weeks and weeks of content. But I, like we talked about with Maine, I am sure we will come back in the future. I don't think just because it's going to be a one time, like we're you know going through it in some sort of order, I don't think we're going to abandon any of them. I will say Peg and I are working on a kind of another project to future-proof some of this, which is kind of complicated and is going to take a little bit of time, but we are going to do the website in a way that people will be able to go there and kind of sort by state and such like that. I've already started a kind of outline of how that will work, but basically you'll be able to go into the website, chaosandshadow.com, sort those articles uh, and get, you know, all, all the information on what we've covered in the past. So at least it will be archived for people in a different way, an accessible way. Mm-hmm. There, and um, we're seeing quite a few things about Faye. Um, so we might actually plan a couple of Faye episodes. So we might yeah. have 
uh, some, I guess you could call them filler episodes. I don't know. Yeah, like, no, that's not a bad. I know what you mean. Like little deviations from the. Yeah, I'd like that. Hey, we're open to anything, chat. We really, really have a lot of passion for the show, and the paranormal community has been so kind to us. So as we wrap this up, a huge thank you again to all of the folks, both in chat here, those that are subscribing at home, uh, to our friend over at ghostquest.net that's been sharing stuff. I mean, seriously, everyone that's taken the time to DM Pagan and I or share your story, share your interest, talk in the Discord, we, we appreciate tons of it. It's so helpful. And again, a huge shout out to our patrons over there. Oops, I shared the wrong patron link in chat. It is is uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash I think it's chaos and shadow yeah, let me yeah, it should be chaos okay and shadow. I just want to make sure we, we did decide we should also talk about this for just a very brief second that we are kind of truncating the mysteries part of the name so I will say this now just in case anyone's like confused in the future and hearing this episode uh, it's still going to be the mysteries of chaos and shadow that's what we're exploring but um, we're kind of taken to using just chaos and shadow it's shorter it's easier it's abbreviated and if you want to join the order of chaos and shadow just become a patron that's how to join the order so we got a fun little uh branding mechanism there max says there is a skull near kyle i don't know what that means but i will be safe i'm gonna try not to the skull in the uh the overlay perhaps oh that went down there on the twitch page i was so confused like what skull But yes, no, thank you to everyone. Uh, Also, thank you to lots of our new followers. Thank you to uh, everybody who's reached out on social media. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to all the fun people that we've met this week. It's been awesome. It it has been an awesome week. We uh, got to talk to lots of cool people and hear all sorts of cool stuff. So I'm excited. Uh, But yes, chat, I will start compiling some research to do a fate episode it might be yes. two weeks from now but we will do a fate episode that sounds fantastic a short overview because there's lots of lots yeah of i'm sure lots we could do fate. months on fate alone so uh that tends to be the case you know i i will say as we're, we're tidying up here i did just increase my library on audible a ton uh on the ufo subject like it's just interesting how deep you can go on one let alone you know multiple so um what do you say we wrap it up? Let's let these folks go, Pagan. I, I think we should. Okay. Chat, thank you so much. And yes. also, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much. You guys go follow Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all the things, all in the podcast uh, descriptions. Or if you're watching this, maybe on YouTube, we syndicate up there as well. Those will all be in the description below. Click free. All the links are there. And if you find any issues or something you can't find readily, let me know. Also flag for me if we're not on a podcast player of your choice. We should be out there. But if we're missing one, do flag it. And thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.